Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome back to Blighty Day Fiance, the other way, <laughs> the only podcast brought to you from a little tiny, little, small, small little studio, little tiny recording room. Little pod. Little pod. Just a little papaya we're in. Just a little papaya that we're recording from Two in London. Two little tiny monkeys who crawled in a papaya. Yeah. Oh, look, I've got a really small microphone. Teeny microphones the size of a cotton swab. <laughs> that's us, hello. <laughs> we're not very well. No, we're not very well. We both have the flu of some description. We're working on improving our immunity. It is really hard when you have a child that shuttles between two households and a school which is just a glorified booger garden and yeah basically alfie school is like that encampment in et um when we drop him off in the morning <laughs> we we have to wheel him through these big plastic tubes uh wearing all these suits it's yeah hazmats the school uniform is a hazmat yeah yeah anyway if you're new to us or coming back after a long time my name is michelle my husband is co-hosting with me his name is robin hello and um we love recapping reality shows mostly on this relationship theme and and this season as we like to call it or this series of episodes as as one might say in this country that we're in which is england um we are covering 90 day the other way and we are also covering married at first sight australia Streeth. Now it is a lot. I, I always tell people it's it's a lot of watching. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's a lifestyle. Um, By the way, if you're waiting for the Mavsars episode, 
we're, we're going to drop that after for us like married at first sight australia finishes like each week with the commitment yes ceremony. but they've gone right. jumbling up all the days and everything we think is dropping on sunday so it's coming don't worry it's coming yeah we're hoping we can watch it to be- but look either way an episode will come out tomorrow or the next day oh yeah um and those of you on our patreon patreon.com slash blighty day will get um your royalty hopefully if robin has time to edit it please please have time to edit it robin we love you okay um look uh and we should say um the patreonies are getting a little little bonus the other way podcast aren't they yes yes that's right so what we so what we used to do is we would have a bonus episode weekly. That's not feasible, um, given the uh, amount of Married at First Sight we have to watch, okay? So we might bring that back at a later date. Um, but you get, you know, you'll still get an extra bit of material pertaining to this episode we might, if we don't have anything more to say about the episode that we're covering, we might talk about a different show, Love After Lockup, um, whichever cycle that's on. Um, or, you know, you can send us questions, all different kinds of things. Yeah, if you're a patron, just tell us what you want. We'll do it. Yeah, probably. just tell us what you want. Tell and us- if you don't tell us, we'll just do The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that would be a lot of work. Could that, you imagine is... the cast of 90 Day Fiancé in a fungal Armageddon? I think other people have done this. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but also, <laughs> please no, because that is the only <laughs> drama we have time to watch in the week now. Yeah, so... We did watch hun- Hunger Games with Alfie tonight, didn't we? We did, but that's family time. Yeah. Um. Right. So, uh, with that, anyway, like, check out our Patreon, check out our socials, um, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby, if you get that reference, your family. Um, yeah, should we just get started? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with uh, Miss Nicole and Mahmoud. Now, um... Nicole is originally from a small town in Idaho. We talked a little bit on on the Patreon about what's so special about that small town in Idaho, but she's currently living in Los Angeles, right? Um, yeah. She, I think she's better suited to Los Angeles. Then, she might be the, one of the most... Like, you know how L.A. is just people who aren't from L.A.? Sure. But what it actually means... What in my experience, it, it, LA is full of like rural people. <laughs> it's it's a really unurban urban environment. I've always found like it is full of people from like Idaho and Nebraska, and and the like. I guess like out of like central LA, then you get people that are sort of more raised there. But yeah, it's not uncommon. And 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 I've always found that really strange when I go to LA that actually a lot of the people there are sort of far more pleasant than you'd expect in a sort of big american Hmm. urban setting and i think it's because like a lot of them i mean very few people there were raised there that's the thing whereas new york 
a lot of people are raised in New York, right? Or raised on the not a lot of Midwestern folk, right? In New York, yeah. I'm again. This is I love them both. I don't care which coast you're from, or even if you're not from a coast. Well, I like the West Coast more because that's where most of our fans are. So, how about that? Okay. Hi. Um, I just had a memory that I wanted (laughs) to share that when I was, I think it was my fifth grade graduation, all the teachers sang, um, it was a, you know, it was like a parody of, we wish they all could be California girls, right? right? But it was, uh, we wish you all could be name of my elementary school kids. And I don't remember but you were. how any of the rest. Yeah. So- oh, so, oh, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was, we're glad you oh. all could be. Na, 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 na. Kids. Oh, could be kids. Yeah. You're not going to do the next layer. I don't remember. No, because it layers, doesn't it? Oh. Um, I wish you all could be kids. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm saving my. I'm trying to save my voice. I'm barely being able to talk right now. I don't right. always sound like this, by the way. I I do have the flu. Mm. Um, it's all right because we're in the papaya. Yeah, we're in the papaya. We're in the studio bed. Um. Anyway. Uh, She is originally from a small town in Idaho, which we spoke about on the Patreon. Um, She did uh, meet Mahmoud at a fabric market on this magical trip. Yes. Now, when we watched this, you were like, I know exactly what this trip is. I've seen that. You haven't been on it, have you? The magical trip through Egypt. No, but there is... Was it Egypt? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. it was Egypt. Yeah. She talked about going inside the pyramids to to meditate. Right. There there is a group of people I'm sure it if it wasn't Louis Theroux, I can't remember who else it was. But let's just say it was Justin Theroux. I wish it was I I would have remembered every second if it was Justin Theroux. No offense cuz I I like old Louis through before he understood the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, there are people who um, have beliefs about, you know, what the pyramids are and the, the, the acoustics inside them and the, the state that you can be brought into by doing that. Like, good. I support that. That's great. That's fine. Um, <laughs> what that, religious um or what that spiritual trip would not have included i wouldn't have thought mm. now sufism is ever all of the main religions have a a mysticism right, right. like for judaism it's kabbalah, kabbalah yeah. for or kabbalah um for for Islam, it's Sufism. Mm-hmm. For Christianity, it's 
Um, <laughs> shoot. For Christian people are... It, the, the whippy ones. Yeah. Oh, the, the dervishes? That's something else. Anyway, no, the, I'm thinking like the Da Vinci Code ones. Oh, the Rosicrucians. Is that what they're called? That's one... I mean, I don't... Look, I'm very proud that I don't remember the Da Vinci Code, but there's right. there's like secret societies, and then there's... Um, and I don't... I have no idea why it's not coming to me now, but nobody cares about this. Anyway, it doesn't Thought, matter. Thoughts can't get inside the papaya. Oh, thoughts and memories are different. Gnosticism. Yes. Yeah. I knew, I knew I would get there eventually. Good Gnosticism. Yeah, you know, so, um, look. Alfie didn't know that there was an animal called a gnu. It blew his mind. We were doing a little word search, and I found gnu. And he was like, that's not a word. Yeah, I don't think that's one that, I mean, I probably didn't at his age. No. Who knows? Mm. Anyway, look, what I'm saying is, she didn't really... I, I don't think she familiarized herself with Islam. No. Um, during this particular spiritual no, you're journey. Right. She probably thinks like the core religion of that part of the world is like resonant frequencies inside pyramids. She seems very, very like there's not even an ambient awareness of Islam. I mean, I'm. <laughs> she's like, but you said I can wear that dress, but I didn't think it meant that I can wear the blue one. <laughs> it's like, okay, um, <laughs> how do I put this? It's not about one thing you wore once. I'm. I'm just blown away by the level of naivety. Yeah. That- Usually, I'd find it quite charming in a person, but it's not. It's completely charmless. There are, and look, I, I, I can only speak from my personal experience and watching her, watching a bit of her argument with this man. Yeah. I, I don't think she listens to understand. No. And this isn't me defending him because I'm sure I, I don't know. I don't get very good feelings um about him no. but either he's very limited in his ability to communicate his expectations and i think there's a i think there's a huge difference between cultural standards and expectations because there's lots of christians in egypt too right coptic christians yeah, yeah. it's not a it's not an only Muslim country, right? And um, I'm probably going to get a lot of heat from this, but there <laughs> there are um, similarities between this Nicole and yeah. her predecessor. I can't believe she's called Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm hoping there's a lot of similarities because that was television gold. This one's very slight in her appearance. So, you know, they're they're very physically different. Um, I don't think she'll be quite as... There was something really kind of whiny about Nickel, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. But but basically, they're the same. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. No, they're they're the same in in not seeming to have any curiosity about uh. the culture that they have or you know are looking to marry into now i saw a clip where she said that she converted to islam presumably the that was a condition no but presumably that was a condition of their having an islamic marriage right yeah but converting and, to islam is not the easiest that you don't just go you're all right but maybe you do maybe you do when there's a wedding that <sighs> that is also you know, we'll someone see, yeah. else's wedding at the same time. I'm so unclear on so many things, you guys. Hey, look, it's going to spell itself out, but I, I was just, I was blown away by that level of naivety. For, for someone who, she, does she seem dumb to you? She just seems very insular in her life experience and what she knows of the world and i don't know how a person can really be like that but, but how can she be so well she says she's lived all over the place it's now does she mean weird. she's lived all over la idaho <laughs> but like no but i don't understand how someone can maybe she travels like some british tourist travel but she's 38 i know I know she just finished college, and, and look, I was a late college grad, well, late, relatively speaking, okay? I got, I finished my bachelor's degree um, at the age of uh, 20, 28, mm. um, and I think my, I think I was 32 with my law degree, and I'll be even older with the next one, it doesn't matter. Hmm. But she finished her degree in 2022. So she's kind of, and you know, she's learning about herself. And I don't have any, look, reinvent no, yourself no whenever. Problem. But, but, but she is, I don't know. Like the thing with Manic Pixie Dream Girls is that they're supposed to make other people live in kind of a spell around them. They're not actually supposed to live in a dreamland themselves. It's it's very odd. I, she is a type, and I've just never seen anyone buy into... If it's not what I'm into, it doesn't exist as much as her. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, she really does just exist in her own world, but I'm not sure how broad that world even is. I, it's very strange. She is a flat wave. But there's no variation in it at all. That is, she lives a very specific life and thinks very specific things, and there's just nothing else. Really odd. Listen, um, I'm not gonna. Well, I'm gonna try and stop you there. Okay. I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I I think it's slightly reductive. And I know you never mean to be, but I think it's slightly reductive to call her a manic pixie dream girl or call her a type because it, and I might get a lot of heat for saying this, but judging by the way that she reacts to him and the way that she reacts to other people and the way that she 
you know, sort of describes this relationship, I wonder if maybe she doesn't have a touch of autism spectrum disorder. Yeah. And I wonder if if maybe she she does take everything literally and can only oh, deal in it. facts. Okay, that's interesting. And I hadn't considered that. So when I was saying before, it's like, oh, you said I can wear the red dress. Why can't I wear the blue one? It, it That literalism yeah. Yeah. Is, is almost like a, a, a cognitive difference. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I hopefully haven't said at any point that I think she's horrible um, because I don't, but I, 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 I don't think she's well-placed to be getting into a relationship with, you know, a Muslim man from Egypt. I just think it's, it's a horrible idea. Um, but I don't think she listens to people either. So. No, I mean, that's the thing. And, and having, and she says he's a, she says he's a pure, honest person who stands up for what he believes and he loves her like she's never been loved. And, And maybe her understanding of being loved like she's never been loved is this all-consuming need to control what she wears and how she comports herself. I mean, it's there's something, maybe in her mind, there's some like Pygmalion fantasy about it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a woman. I've never been loved by, you know, uh, a man from that part of the world. But it's not uncommon on this show for these women to feel that. I think there is a level of kind of respect and kindness and um, like wooing and like an old-fashioned courtship kind of thing. Sure. Which which they probably experience that they don't experience um, back home. Right. So I think she probably just means that. But there is, you know, there's a, a price for that. And, you know, if, if you want to pay that price, that's absolutely great. And, I'm, you know, there's nothing anti Islamic about this at all. It's just, I get really confused when, you know, sometimes there are women on this show or this, this franchise who want to have these relationships, but don't want to have these relationships. And it, it's so weird. Yeah, I think you have to be like you have to be like Avery of Omar and Avery. Remember she was from yeah. Ohio and he was I I think you you have to be all in like that in order for the relationship to work. Yeah. And you, as far as I know they're still together. Yeah, so. you've got to be really open-minded and if you want to convert and that's great. And and I have no issue with that whatsoever. But what you can't do is go I want you not to be Muslim anymore and to not have these values. And you love me, so you have to put me above your family and your culture and all of that. And I think that's the way this season's going to go. And I never like that storyline. It feels it feels almost like we're sort of ridiculing an entire culture or saying, well, that's disposable. You can screw that up and get rid of it. Well, but she, okay, I hear you. I never like it. I hear you, but I think this is slightly different only because she... Now, I've already said, I I know that she doesn't listen 
she's not really taking in what what he's saying and understanding it necessarily or seeking to understand it yeah. but she she has said you know she said he's pure honest stands up for what he believes in and she said he's never going to change she understands that he's trapped by his cultural conditioning right not a single other partner who has been with, and it's always a Western or American woman with a Muslim man. I don't recall any others of them saying, you know, hey, like he's, this is everything to him. And he's, they might've said in so many words, he's trapped by his cultural conditioning, but nobody has said like, and that's a good thing. And he stands up for what he believes in. Right? It's I have to. So, in a weird way, I don't think she's talking about changing him. I think she's trying, I think she's talking about trying to, trying to create a world where they can be together, even if that's totally misguided, even if that's overlooking all the red flags. And I think that's a different story. Yeah, okay, well, look, we'll have to see, because we haven't seen one of these, like, legendary fights of theirs. He seems to think that she is the one who gets aggressive, right? That seemed to come across, but we haven't seen it. So, we'll. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Should we move on? Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let's move on to Chris and Jamie. Right. So, uh... Chris uses a line that, as far as I'm concerned, needs to be erased from public memory and then um, hidden somewhere, you know, in the under some 20th song of Solomon or whatever that only gets. <laughs> Where is this going? I hate it when people say, You're my person. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It's not that I could handle it in maths Oz this week where someone goes, You're not my person. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of didn't mind that. But yes, you're my person. The reason I hate it is for the same reason that I hate um terms like mama when white people say it. Mama to kiddos. Um I'm really sorry, I hate all that and I hate it. I don't get that. What do you mean? 
there's just this very like, hey, mama. Hi, uh, like, hey, it's me, mama here to four kiddos. I just think. Oh, okay. I don't like infantilizing motherhood. I think it's weird, and I also right. it feel I don't know. It doesn't yeah, feel good, you know. Okay. Um, I don't like it, and I don't like. And it's not that I think that I'm better than it, you know. I lots of my friends uh, use that term, that nomenclature, and they like it, and I'm happy for them. And I wouldn't say this to them. And I'm sorry if you're listening and you're, you know, hurt by this. But you're my person. Stuff like, like we're all people, okay? Some of us are each other's people, and some of us are not. But there, there is no one person who belongs to you, okay? It's get not, that out of your head. It's, it's not that. It's just it's a bit hallmark. It, it it feels like a term that was invented, and everyone just says, "Oh, it's cute," but it's not. Nothing that's invented is cute. Make up your own thing. No, and make up your own papaya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come up with your own tropes. Um. I think that's what it is. Sure. Fine. Um, right, look. And Chris, we're all guys, guy. We're all guys, guy. Look, um, they're talking about their wedding over video chat. Chris is understandably worried about whether they will have good sexual chemistry, and I completely oh, Finally, that's come that. up. Yeah. 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 Here's an idea. Fuck, then set the date for the wedding. Just once. One fuck. I don't, I disagree with that because I think that sometimes. No, it's fine. People can have, wait until after marriage. I have no issue with that at all, but maybe a kiss. That wasn't what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I think there's, there is some attraction that can grow over time. Mm. And I, I imagine. I don't know this from experience, but I imagine that there are, that when two people have been living sort of closeted yeah. lives, yeah. that they have different levels of experience, um, you know, being with women and giving women pleasure, and they have different relationships with their own bodies. Yeah, right? it might take them a while anyway, but... Sure, and I, I don't know the level of their experience, and I don't need to know. I suppose if you take, like, an arranged marriage, actually, like, even if you're not, and even if you're icky at start, you can overcome that. So maybe it is okay. Maybe they've just, it's like, think of it like that. They've arranged their own marriage. Sure. As it were. Does but, that make sense? But they've done it too quickly and not based on any of the um indicators for a successful match no there aren't any at all apart from i guess they think each other well, you know they enjoy each other's company they've spoken every day for a year yeah and what a year that's been i just wonder if the conversations when they've spoken have been like the conversations you see in so many of like the, the text conversations in these shows which is 
Um, do you remember what's his name with what's his name? <laughs> you hate it when I do this. No, it'll be Ben and it's Mahogany. It's Ben, ben and Mahogany. Yeah, it is. You know, mm, I love you so much. Oh, you're my angel too. Oh, we're going to have so many children. Mm, we're on a train and it's going to crash. Yeah. Yeah. Those inane fucking text conversations that when no one ever actually talks about anything other than oh you're just so great oh but you're so great i mean it's tough isn't it because when you're when you're building that and i okay so i don't want to i don't necessarily want to draw on this experience again but i but i had a relationship or what i thought was a relationship long distance over email and text yeah. and Skype was like a very new thing back then bing, bing, bing. and bing, bing, bing. yeah like we talked for hours and hours and, and and he was so funny and smart I thought I'm sure that if I went back and looked at the message which is it was like fucking idiotic sitcom jokes right but because yeah, i was 20 but i'm sure there was more to it than just oh you're so no you're so there was there right. was there right. was a lot more to it we talked about what we valued we talked about different things and look when we met in person there, there was, was nothing nothing yeah. and i tried for there to be something and then um look we unfortunately we're intimate anyway and then he told me afterwards that um he was in love with his roommate who he is married to good for him um i i was maybe jamie's in love with her roommate. way too good for him and i don't normally say this about myself but i i would say that about a coward who you know, was weighing up his options. This is your revenge part. We're going to come for you all. Everyone we've ever dated. I'm feeling bad because last week I spoke about an ex. Yeah, nobody knows. All right. Um, I actually talked about this guy on a different podcast. But yeah, you did. But anyway, it doesn't matter. No, like someone else's podcast. Oh. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just an example of how you can... And, and the reason I share this with you all is because, and I guess I haven't explained this part, I really, truly loved this guy and had dreamed of a future with this guy and thought he was my soulmate. I thought we were star-crossed. I was like, oh my God, everything I've ever wanted well, is, if, is in this person. What are your predictions for these two then? When they're actually in the same place and they're actually doing it, I mean, have they got any hope? It's hard with this show because they sort of spoiled it at the beginning, didn't they? You know, the, you know, because they had a big fight. I mean, there's always going to be fights, but I get the feeling that they're going to be just jaw-droppingly not compatible. It's really difficult when, um, when both people are so desperate to be loved yeah. and accepted. And they're both fantasists, aren't they? And I think it's, yeah. And I, I think chances are, for no other reason than it's really hard to, as a responsibility, to be expected to be someone's 
everything. Well, and to, yeah, and particularly kind of when you're embracing like a new sexuality as well. Like if this relationship doesn't pan out and like Chris has to sort of go back home, she's not just, it's not just that this relationship failed, it's that being gay failed. I don't know about that. No, I don't I'm know just saying it, there is a slight... No, I hear you. Do, do you I hear yeah. you. I think she might be past that point in her particular journey because she's not that new to it. She's had, she's she's only had secret relationships with women. No, but that's right. But I'm not talking about how she feels. It's like she then has to go back to like her mother and whatever. Do you, oh, do you know I what I mean? See. And her family and where she comes from and this, you know, very conservative upbringing. And like the, the, the angle will be, well, we indulged you in that but it's not really for you dear do you, do you know what i mean there, there, there is a lot riding but her on mother it. is there, so unreasonably there's a lot riding is, on it. but her mother's so accepting i think in this particular case i know but for her you see it would feel like a huge failure i think it would feel like more of a failure than just any other normal like relationship failing okay i think well, the stakes are really high no i think you've explained it very well i just don't happen to agree with you <laughs> okay um I don't want to spend too much longer on these two. I I do want to pick out a highlight, though, which is when um, Jamie was getting her hair and makeup done, and her friends said that uh, Chris's disappearances were doubtful and intriguing. I love doubtful and intriguing. I really liked that. Yeah, it was beautiful. I quite like them, actually. Like, usually the scenes in the hairdressers are usually awful. Because <laughs> it's someone, you know, uh, yeah, my friend Kathy, who runs the hair place. And it's like, Kathy's never met you before. <laughs> they have these sort of fake staged conversations um, with what I assume is an associate producer pretending to be a hairdresser. No, I totally um, get that. Yeah, but these two actually seem really good. I like them. They were quite sharp. <laughs> and so were their scissors. Um, forgive my yawnies, guys. We're just, um, I'm on not an insignificant amount of medicine. Send more. Send more medicine. <laughs> Send us more. All right. Gabe and Isabel. Um, by the way, if you are a M to... Nope. F to M trans person um Mm -hmm. or you just want to support his business it's gmp where underscore online say that one more time because i owed over so of course you did (laughs) um so the instagram handle is at gmp golf moron (laughs) what i couldn't think of m golf mama papa Papa, where, underscore, online. Great. GMP, where, underscore, online. Yeah, I just want to shout that out because I think it's, you know, social business, business for social good. Okay, so uh, we finally get to meet adorable, adorable Isabel, 34, um, and her daughter who looks like her sister it's absolutely gorgeous it's a thing gal right? sarah you know that's that cheesy line men have that when like with the mother and the daughter oh i didn't know your sister would be here. in this case though in this case and look I, I, I tried to do the math, and I think that she's 17, the daughter, and I, I guess she must have been, Isabel must have been 17 herself when yeah. she had her or whatever, but 
and she's aged very well in those 17 years but yes the daughter is very pretty yes um and she also seems to have a good head on her shoulders yeah. she's she's very open about um saying that Isa's past boyfriends were sexist and rude Macho. and misogynistic um I'll tell and, you, can I say who she reminded me of? Sure. Who's the daughter in Lalu? Um, the lady who, you know, she wants to sell a house and move somewhere. And she's got that, you know, the, the daughter of a similar age who's also really got her head screwed on. Do you, you remember who I'm talking about? I don't do names. Oh, you mean the one that was... Um, and then like the guys, her mom was a corrections officer, and her and her yeah, yeah, mom yeah. got the guy's name yeah. tattooed. And then the guy is like a drug addict, and it's like, oh no, maybe I shouldn't have done this at all. But yeah, you, his name was Dustin or Justin or something. I think Justin. But yeah, do you remember how cool the daughter was? Yeah, like she really had her shit together. Um, and yeah, Isabel's daughter is kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. Parentified child though, which is kind of sad. That's true. Um, I also love the name Miguel Angel. I just love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, Sarah knows that um, Gabe is trans. Uh, they're talking about when to tell Miguel Angel and um, Issa's conservative parents. They're like, oh, he's too young to tell. I actually think um, a young age is definitely the right time. I think kids are really open-minded. Like, Alfie totally gets this stuff, doesn't he? That's kind of the brilliant thing about kids. You just say to kids, uh, sometimes, you know, people feel they were born in the wrong body and sometimes they choose to do something about that and it's you know it's just it, it's 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 completely normal in its own way and and a kid will go yeah okay can i play on my switch now um right look it's difficult i mean it's i grown-ups have got all these funny ideas in our heads and you know we're we're hard to sure listen if it if it were me I wouldn't tell the parents if I was afraid of them judging me or making judgments about the relationship. I, but look, I, I also, but you I also have the right not to live in the closet. So yeah. Yeah, of course. I just don't, I don't know to me. And look, I'm not trans. So I, it, my opinion really doesn't count here. Um, so maybe I shouldn't, even really say anything but to me i i don't know i could live with um my with members of my family not knowing things about my yeah, life yeah as could i actually that's absolutely true there's no need to know so i think the the worry in this case more is that they will find out some other way right right yeah because it's very hard to tell some people and for it not to get around and get back to them. And, and and he is concerned more that it would be dishonorable for him, for them to find out another way rather than from him, I think, is is really the way he feels okay. about it. Okay, yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. I kind of dig that. I don't think he feels that he has to account or explain to anyone. He does actually say there's plenty of people I don't tell. 
because they don't need to know and it's you know and and i i dig that completely i think this is just that he wouldn't want their feelings to be hurt in that way um and also i suspect part of what it might be is you control the story in a way and you control the tone in which that news is broken right sure so if the parents hear from someone and it's relayed in a really pejorative kind of way then that could color their impression but he has a chance to tell them in a very positive way so maybe he wants that uh, well my happen. concern is is telling them on a television show well, a positive yes. way is that a choice that's because to me if i'm an old conservative couple i would think why is this i i would associate you know something like that being confessed on television as as salacious perhaps i, I right? hear you but then i remember the armando coming out to his parents thing which is you could argue is the same thing um but i don't think it is the same thing i i don't think it's the same situation and i and i think i think they knew going into it that the show was i i guess i look i don't know how much isabel's family knows i feel like we knew more about armando's family before um before he and kenny were married you know and going into the wedding and stuff and all of the, i i just think the setup was a bit different and maybe it will be for this maybe i, d yeah, I maybe not, i don't know what i'm talking about we've not got to anyway um let's i'm just being mindful that my my voice is uh starting to give out a bit so sure we can we, what we're gonna do is we're gonna mime the rest of the pod <sighs> no need to mock look i am really trying forgive me for yawning everyone i'm trying to get extra oxygen mm. um robin's already had a go at me for talking too much so i'm just trying to have Keep going. Hey, Who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Okay, Jen and Rishi. Jen's mom looks like butter. She really does. As in when, Mike's mom. Yeah. When we first see her, it's like she's um she's out of focus in the foreground on the left hand side, and you see the right hand side of her face. And I honestly thought it was her. Genuinely, it's just a tiny moment. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, there was a minute, um, but she doesn't act like butter. She's very like she, loving lovely, and open-minded, yeah. and she says, if, "You know, if Jen has to go to India to be loved, that's okay." I feel like there's, I feel like there's a traumatic past that people are sort of sidling around but not talking about. She went, rarely does someone massively go down, in my opinion, um, between what I first see of them and then. But she's, like, between two episodes, I'm seeing her much more for what I think she is this week compared to last week. Last week, I was like, oh, she's really together, she's strong, mm. she knows what she wants. This week... Uh, and it could just be that the friends are kind of queuing me up to them that, but she's a mess. She's a complete mess. Yeah. I mean, her friends begged her not to marry her first husband yeah. and that didn't end well. We don't know how 
not well that ended. I can guess. Um, I can too. They say she repeats the same pattern over and over. Um, and you know, gets red, uh, probably in a way that she didn't feel too good about. Mm -hmm. Um, look, I don't know if it's because like there's an underlying self hatred and she wants to constantly punish herself or what it is, but I think we're just scratching the surface. I really do. Um, so this, when Randy, her Jen's friend, tries to catfish Rishi, I think maybe, um, I don't know. I didn't think that was that incriminating, particularly it, since, no. and I, and y'all, I 100% still believe that he's an escort. There's no question in my mind. Yeah, so, she'd ask, what are your race? She'd have got a better answer. Um, she's Stephen with a V'd him, right? Yeah. But just like Stephen with a V, and I can't remember the but girl's Ste- name. But, but actually, Stephen with a V had a much more incriminating thing. I think he was like, oh, you sh- can come stay with me or something. He was just being friendly. Well, yeah, but no. Mm. But like, I, it was the same thing, that they just didn't push it very far. Right? No. Like, solicit a dick pic. Yeah, come on. Right? Just just ask, yeah? Um, just go, ooh, I like the look of your photos there why don't you send me a photo and just and then you know right then you know or even more frankly you know go the whole hawk for your friend send him something it doesn't even have to be of you like if you're catfishing just find a picture on the internet right i know yeah i know but just sending these kind of benign messages hello <laughs> um look his friend then we go to Rishi. He meets with his friend. Forgive me, I've forgotten his name, but this is someone who he relies on for relationship advice. And this guy, again, very blunt. He's like, I thought this Love would this be guy. like a fantasy for you. I didn't think this was your, you know, your forever, your destiny. Um, I like the way everyone's like, they know exactly who he is. Right? Yep. Yeah. He's real down on it. <laughs> yeah. And, and moreover, he has he has the best of the best choices. I feel like saying like, have you not seen Jenny and Summit? You know, it was like, it's. Do difficult. you really think this is going to go any other way? But the friend says it. It's like, yeah, it's not going to work. Well, I suppose the minor difference with them, and again, we'd be any of us would be fools to guess at at what's really going on here and what's been communicated and what hasn't but it seems to me (laughs) that at least rishi's parents are okay with him having a love marriage now i think they're assuming that that's going to be to an indian woman yeah um of his age. Of his age. And, and indeed of a childbearing age. Because sure. how old is this lady? 47? Uh, I wouldn't venture to say. I th- you know what? That's the age I have in my head. And if I'm wrong, come at me. That's fine. I don't think children are in her future. I don't think. Um, She doesn't have any children, does she? I don't think so. And I don't think it's on the agenda not that that is necessarily too old to have children but look 
I know what his parents will say, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we all know what his parents are going to say. Yeah. So, hey, you know, if you haven't had enough Jenny and Smith, now you've got Jenny and Rishi. Uh, it really does feel like, you know, history repeating. It really does. Yeah, and, and you know, I also, at, at a certain point, I feel like I don't want these stereotypes shored up. This is how I feel by about the these, Islamic by repeating story stories. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. really annoyed at how season after season, franchise show after franchise show, we have the oh, Islamic men are really like intransigent when it comes to these things. God damn it! <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. Can we stop? <laughs> berating them for that it's part of the identity you you're either okay with it or you're not but to expect it to change really bothers me but it's not unique and this show just does it too much but it's also not unique to islam no no it's not i mean there are plenty look mormonism for one Mm -hmm. um orthodox judaism for two um Life is dictated by a series of religious customs that you go through, and there's a correct way to do it and an incorrect way to do it, right? I'm I'm just saying that you could level an accusation against, you know, sharp enterprises, couldn't you? They have a slight problem. I wouldn't want to make an accusation like that because I don't think it's a. I don't think it's down to one person deciding what these narrative arcs are going to be. I think it's. I think you should know more than anyone, mm. as a former television producer, that the the stories that we're looking at are not necessarily dictated by the EP. They're looking at well, what has been successful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the past, right? And people like Jenny and Sumit. Yes. They're begging for it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get to um, the bane of (laughs) (laughs) of, uh, each other's existence. Um, Danielle and Johan. Okay. We discussed this on um, our little Patreon thing in in some detail. Uh, yeah, go there if you want the the financial side of this. Yeah, I, I am not going to talk about that again. We won't go into that. Um, but fuck me, she's incredible. Just incredible. Like we thought it was bad enough last week with the whole. But. The the degree to which it goes, and the degree to which it's going to go even further, that not only does she want to live in the Dominican Republic, but she's going to want to live in a really nice apartment there as well. Can I say something as well? Yeah. So my my best friend from childhood, yeah, going all the way back, yeah, she lives. She currently lives uh, on Maui. Mm-hmm. And she's got a bunch of kids. She's married, right? Her husband earns a very good salary. Mm-hmm. Okay, but obviously, income tax there is mm. high. Blah blah blah. Listen, there's a price to living in paradise. Oh yeah. And when Danielle talks about, you know, oh, what do you want to do this week? And Johan goes, oh, I want to be on the beach. And she's like, see, that's what I want every day. 
my friend is not that well right now she's very heavily pregnant so she's she's not working you know 16 hours a day yeah, yeah, yeah. but to be able to afford to go to the to like actually go to the beach once a month yeah she has to work like six days a week yeah that's exactly 14 it. hours a day my, like my day job we've just had a guy start working for us he's in bali mm-hmm. and we're like we hate you how day and he's like he's been in bali for like a few years and we're like well that must just be complete bliss and stuff and he's like yeah the beach is like 100 meters down the road i haven't been there for like two months yeah yeah because i work <laughs> and yeah. there's not a lot of point in going to the beach at night you know he's just really busy because he has to afford to live exactly there, you know? and yeah Paradise totally has a, a, a price. Can we talk about meat? Sure. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Well, this show has got a wonderful track history um, when it comes to butchers. Um, I remember Angela and the goat. Yep. <laughs> that was, was it a goat in the market? I feel like it was goat meat. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's a more visceral one where... They tried to make Nicole eat the sheep's eye. Yeah. But I, we're not talking about like, oh, other people's food is gross, are no, we? We're not I, doing that. The reason I'm saying the Angela thing is I, I think she was just horrified by how meat was sold. Um, and there's a, you know, it's a bit of a trope. I think what we really, really needed was to see some other butcher's outlets in the town. <laughs> My vibe is... Seeing as how at least one customer came in and bought some meat. I mean, I don't know if he was a stooge. My vibe is that people didn't find it out of the ordinary, right? It seemed to be how meat is sold. It is how meat is sold. And if you've done... I'll I'll be honest, it's sold like that in Dalston. (laughs) Are you kidding? It's sold like that down the street where we live. (laughs) Yeah. We have... An inordinate number of butcher shops, yeah. Some of which, you know, use refrigeration. Some do not when they're displaying the meat. I'd like to think that, the, but look, that's this has nothing to do with it. That was something that was difficult for me living, moving to this city because I just never, I never saw it. I and I saw way, way less of it in West london than in south london yeah um, or east sure yeah yeah because that's just not the zone for it no. you know but look and and you remember living in north london when mm. you would see the gutter buggies and the water buggies after you know at the end of the day and you go down like, ridley road market and, there you go. and tell me that it looked any different from this place that, that um, Johan's um, running. It, yeah, it's it, it it seemed fine. There, there are flies, of course there are, but he's got the latest swooshy technology to deal with the flies. He's done a good job there. He's got his little swooshy thing. Um, what more do you need? All right. Can I tell you? Gonna cook it. Can I tell you a little story? Before you do, can you hold it? I just want to say. Yeah. Right. What was unhygienic in that butcher? There was one thing that made me go, ooh, that is not okay. Do you know what it was? No. It was when Danielle handles this raw meat, 
<laughs> and then asked him for a pen <laughs> and a pad. <laughs> right? That that made my stomach turn and I thought it was massively fucking gross, right? <sighs> the way she goes cross-contaminating things, having she doesn't wash her she almost like licks her fingers, sort of turn the page over or whatever. And I'm like, that was disgusting. The meat itself did not disgust me. What she did with it was foul. She's handling all over the place and then getting her computer out. And it's like, nah, wash your hands, love. I didn't see him do that. Let's say that. Yeah. What's your story? Yeah, there's an element of that. Um, my story is that um, when I was growing up, so into my probably early 20s before I kind of developed travel phobia, um, my father traveled, my dad worked in, um, international development and also in, uh, social entrepreneurship. And I, I visited a lot of, um, I don't know what the right word is to say, developing countries. Yes. Um, what people used to refer to as the third world. Right, but don't anymore because it's wrong. Um, and as a whole, everywhere that I have been, the hospitality that is offered is is often tied to food or there will be like a craft or something, you know, people, yep. people who start small businesses mm -hmm. like butchers and things like that, they want to, they want to share that with you. And it's a huge sense of pride and, and, mm -hmm. and please, please all forgive me if I'm, anything splaining this. I'm just, I'm trying to add for those who may not be aware how insulting it is yep. for her to have, um, for her to have like undermined him yeah. in front of his employee, undermined him in front of the cameras and thus in front of the audience. But not just that. Like He handled when, it well. And I felt he had an answer for everything. Too. Yes. He was like, yeah, Duh, I know. But there's no... Of course you don't, because... I, there's no understanding of of the pride and the mm. hard work that goes into something like this, and the generosity that all of these businesses are, you know, that they come from, that they're created from a lot of times. Because most people... It's like something like 98% of the world has to live on less than two American dollars a day. I don't know if that's yeah. a current figure. I'm going off that book that yes. I read. I'm really sorry. But I'm so sorry we don't have like glass-fronted refrigerator cabinets for everything. It's just, it's, a, it's just not how it is, all right? But you're right. To attack him on something which is essentially food-based, there's more to it than just yes. sort of attacking, like, his business sense. Yeah. It, it is a cultural thing. If you thought fucko from McDonald's with the pig was a problem. Larry. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, like, way beyond Larry. And another thing. <laughs> the menu on the wall, that is, <laughs> that is fucking normal in a butcher's. It is normal. Yes. To have, like, the headline acts, right? 
and the prices which often don't ever change but you know that that's not the actual prices right you get this anywhere and then usually you've got the little prongy things right which you stick in the actual meat that's on the counter but you will have something on the wall for for like like i say like the headline now it's the main events right for your steaks and your sausages and your chicken thighs right there'll be like eight or nine things on the wall but you don't have your entire that's the same in a bar okay it's the same in a fucking bar where they'll say how much a pint of beer is how much a glass of wine is how I just much a gin be and tonic like, is but they don't say the price for a double shot of drambui right you don't have the price for everything in a bar on the wall but you got a few things haven't you it's the same in mcdonald's it's the same anywhere but definitely any butcher that i've ever been to has got a few prices on the wall and then the rest they might have the little prongy things with the prices or you might just ask I didn't grow up with butchers where I lived. Mm. Like there was a there was like a butcher's part of the grocery store, but I didn't really deal with I'm, like I miss artisan yeah. butchers until we moved here. Every there is one there is one on the other side of um, Park. I'm not going to name. Yeah, I know. that I think is worth you know. Well, the pug the pug eyes it up every time we I walk know. past it. She's like, um. <laughs> Could we maybe? I don't really eat today? meat myself anymore, but I am gonna. I'm gonna, you know, every parade decide that let's not buy our meat. Let's eat significantly oh, less to. meat and let's buy our meat from butchers. Yeah, I'd love to. A, you're supporting a local business, and B, it's just better. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, like every little parade of shops. If you can, if you have the if privilege can, to be able yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. Every little parade of shops that you had in this country, there would be a greengrocer and a baker and a butcher and maybe a laundress. And you have those little... And a cheesemonger. Well, that was less common. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the very nice places would have cheese shops. But it was completely not like... It would be one block with like seven or eight shops. And yeah, you would always get a greengrocer and a baker and a butcher, and that was just completely normal. And yes, of course, supermarkets have just eviscerated that entire industry. But look, good luck to him. It, it seems like a really, like, there's integrity in, in, in work like that. And, well, she she is the literal opposite of integrity. So, of course, she fucking hated it. But, you know, she can use Excel. <laughs> Great. And the, this column is less than that column. Though. And he's like, yeah, it's a... St-. But I loved his response. Yeah, it's a startup. <laughs> I mean, Uber's still in the fucking black, all right? Yeah, that really annoyed me. But you know what? And uh, Wahima said this, I believe, on her podcast uh, with Chris Farah, DocuSweeties. If you haven't checked them out, please do. They're fantastic and hilarious she said danielle must have had a man in her life that was really really mean to her and this is her getting her own back anyway anyway yeah getting her own back well she's doing that all we have the energy um for today but thank you all for your patience we really appreciate it we love you all sorry if you caught anything listening to this yes yeah, sorry if you caught anything listening to us sorry if your face um suddenly looks like a little 
like with like hairs coming out of it. Does we haven't like given them cordyceps. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> do that. But come and join us in the papaya if you're feeling manky. Yeah. There's always room. Just, you know. Yeah, there's always. next to the stone. There's always a distance papaya. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Thank you ever so much for bearing with us as well. Um, we're not always tardy. Just sometimes we're mardy. Yeah. But we will see. See you soon. You soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.